Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You were starting a surrogacy journey before coming out. Oh, did I just drop that? Do you use an IVF clinic in the state? No. Listen, okay. So whoa. here's I'm whoa, 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 whoa. the details. <laughs> and we're literally at like this hotel room. So awkward. Oh my so god. Awkward. Here we gotta go and give the little, you know, deposit, the, the liquid dolls. Uh-huh. She was trying to inseminate. He spilled it all. <gasps> and you well, I'm on my third cup of coffee today. Are you? What about you? Um, I bought you. Do you want to show your new? Um, I don't know where it's at. Thing. I literally just put. That's it, okay. I, I bought. I bought both of us one of these today. Oh, it was a Starbucks. Yeah, I, didn't I know. Even notice it? Okay. Yeah, I know. So I was like, <laughs> you okay, know so we're well. gonna be sitting on the couch and gonna be, you know, we need something uh, close by. Do you love? Do you like the little shake here? Yeah. <laughs> ASMR. Anyways, we have all of our beverages, but you don't know where yours is. Oh, no, I'll find it. But it's going to be a good day. I got it's going to be a large day. one just for you. Thank you. <laughs> the clouds are parting. The sun is coming out. Good things are on the horizon. And speaking of good things, we have a very special guest for this podcast today. I am today. so excited. Um, we have followed this couple for years. Years and uh, years. Whether or not they knew that. Um, <sighs> they had uh, a podcast for a hot second, and I listened to more than half for sure <laughs> again i don't know if they know that but i was a fan michael a huge fan it didn't um notice. they have a lot of wonderful stories that we're going to dive into today and i'm just so excited they also have, have two on. beautiful little ones of their own yes of course we're going to dive into it all so welcome to the who's your daddy podcast where we work to demystify the process of starting a family through non-traditional means from foster to adoption to ivf and surrogacy come along as we navigate this tricky space on our own journey to fatherhood from parents who have navigated these processes before to experts that helped pave the way together we hope to gain insight and answer as many questions as we can we are your hosts and husbands Michael and Matt, and today we are going to talk to Jarius from Terrell and Jarius, and we are going to talk all about their journeys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Look at that intro. I mean, come on. Down to <laughs> snap, the science. Oh, yes. oh, I'm getting, I'm getting flush. <laughs> yes, we're so happy to have you here. We have been following you on Instagram and TikTok for so long. We love your videos. We've seen so many funny skits of you and your husband <laughs> and your two little ones. And, and a lot of your just story in general and like your guys' love story, your guys' family story um your guys' story as a couple it's the um, transparency visibility being yeah. able to see your stories online and for us to be able to see that and be like <gasps> we can have kids we can do this yeah you know like yeah basically trailblazers yes. thank you well jesus <laughs> thank you <laughs> we're gonna gas you up uh, right but you know what like it's i think it's just been such a unique journey um especially for someone 
you know, as young as we are to be able to embark on these type of journeys because I feel like when you think about surrogacy, you you know, the first thing that people think of is just like, oh my God, like how am I going to afford that? Like how is yeah. how is this ever going to happen? And I feel like, you know, to 100%. be able to do it at such a young age has been like such a blessing, but we've learned a lot and been through a lot um, throughout the process and so excited to get to share a little bit of that with you guys and your audience. Yeah, you guys started young. How old were like, you when you first started Sarah? Really young. Okay, so listen. <laughs> my, <laughs> my husband is the most ambitious person in the entire world and I will never forget <laughs> being a 21-year-old senior in college and oh taking God. calls with surrogacy agencies <gasps> in Mexico. And I'm like, what? you have got to be like the most bizarre person in the entire world. And he was so serious. And I was just like, I mean, it's just, dude, like, it's no way we're like going to be able to afford this. So like, I don't know why you're getting yourself like so caught up and wrapped up in it. But it's so funny because over the years, you start to learn that like, you just start to see your person and like now that we've been together for so long, I can look back and I can be like, that's just who he is as a person. And Tyrell truly believes that like, if he has a thought in his mind, he can make it come to reality. And mm. so mm -hmm. we started this process technically when we were 21 years old and then we got pregnant for the first time when we were 22. So Whoa. at the time, I don't know if anyone's like taking the record yet, but at the time we were like the youngest couple to conceive via traditional surrogacy. And so, do you still, I time, mean, my God. at that time, that, yeah, aren't seriously. you still, are there people younger than you that like can figure this out? I hadn't Listen. even graduated college yet oh. and you guys were like family planning. I wasn't even sure if I could like, have a long-term relationship How with another man How long have you been at together point. at that point? So we actually have been together since we were 18. Um, and I mean, crazy enough, like, I mean, I don't, we've just had quite the story. <laughs> because we Get met, into it. We met through mutual friends. So he was with his girlfriend at the time and I was with my boyfriend. We met at a haunted house. And I'm just like the most random place in the world. And somehow we've been able to make that meeting in 2011 happen and extend to 2023. And that's like almost 12 years now. But um, it's been such an incredible journey, man. Like we just learned so much about each other and, and just learned so much about life. And we've literally grown up together too. How long into the relationship did you start talking about having kids um if three well, years later I will, I will say terrell joseph started talking because <laughs> it was not me terrell joseph started talking about kids probably um in our soft the end of our sophomore year of college it's when like we first started talking about like are we you know do you want kids like and you know so we started like talking about it but it became like a serious thing probably like our junior year of college where he was just like listen um and i think it was like operating from like a trauma perspective but now when i look back at it but 
I think for him, he was like, you know what? Um, when we do come out, because we didn't for the first five years of our relationship. Um, <gasps> Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did I just drop them? Oh. <laughs> um, so you guys were talking about having kids or like uh starting a family in the future and he had not even come out come out yes okay okay so you were starting a surrogacy journey before coming out yes i'm doing the math which is bizarre but um his thing was was that he he kind of anticipated what the response was going to be from like his family so one of the first things that people think of when our parents think of when their kids are coming out is, oh, my God, I'll never be grandparents. Exactly. Like, you'll never yeah. have kids. So his thing was was that he always knew he wanted to have kids, but he wanted to be able to combat that first. So Proactive he was like, yeah. yeah. So he was like, you know what? Like, we can do this. And if they decide to no longer want to be you know, like family with us or they no longer want to be involved with us, we're going to create our own family unit. And I was down Mm -hmm. with it, but I was just thinking Uh, that that was going to come years later, not like while we were in college and still trying to figure things out. And were you married? No. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) No. Because it wasn't legal. Exactly. That was one of my stipulations. So I said in order for surrogacy to happen, or anything like that, in order for me to feel comfortable, I want to have stability, meaning that I wanted mm. to be married. I wanted to have commitment that way. I wanted to have a house. I didn't want to, you know, like bring the kids. We were like literally in college, like apartments. And so I didn't really want to do all of that. So I wanted to have a house. I wanted to be in a career because I really wanted to be able to provide a good life for the kids. And so I'm thinking that that's like going to set us up, you know, for at least a few years to start like trying to work at those things. My husband was just like, deal. And literally we graduated college in May of 2015. We purchased our first home in June. We got engaged the year before that. So marriage was coming. Um, but then we were into our careers and all of that stuff. And by October of 2015, we were pregnant. <gasps> oh my God. And he made all of those Amazing. things happen. Literally all of it. Like I'm he... doing all the math in my head, like thinking about it while Michael and I were like in the beginning of our relationship. Cause we started dating in 2014 and I moved okay. to Nebraska in 2014. And then we were, living together in 2014 2015 we had talked about having kids but we had ne- i mean like not even close uh-uh. like not even close i was i i totally understand the stability thing yeah, uh, yeah. that's a lot like him that's very like my <laughs> like, like michael <laughs> um no we're gonna have things like the puzzle yeah. pieces are gonna be put together before we start like throwing paint on the walls um it's like I'm, period yes you have to make sure that things yeah. are in order you know and, like kids are serious yeah and i'm more like i want to be a dad let's have a baby now well and like <laughs> let's just do it we i i think i was in control a little bit and not maybe i wasn't in control but i i you're never in control I, <laughs> you thought so. i was i was i was think i'm thinking about all these things and in my head i'm like okay well us getting married like when is that gonna happen so like yeah. we met like when i was first year of dental school and i was like okay well i don't want to i don't want to get engaged and get married in dental school like dental school is really expensive I mean, getting married is really expensive. All of it's yeah. really and I was expensive. Like, but maybe <laughs> if if I plan it out, then we'll get married right after I graduate. And then 
I'll be like starting my job and then we'll like have the income like coming in and we'll like be able to make up whatever losses we had on the wedding. Anyways, da, 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 da. Yeah. and then it was like, okay, two years after that, we're going to get a house. And then once we have the house, then we'll think about the kids. And like, essentially that's where we're at. And like so. at the same time, I thought we were moving fast with, all of this getting to oh like, listen i can if anybody <laughs> if anybody wants to talk about moving fast i think Terrell and jars are the definition of it. we met october 1st we were living together by december like literally by christmas uh, like in 2011 so but i will say wow. while scandalous as that may seem I will say that it worked out in our favor because we've been together for 12 years. So it, I, I say that because I think a lot of times, especially with me, because I'm more traditional thinking in my mind, mm -hmm. like I think that we tend to look at things that it has to go a certain way and it has to look a certain way and it doesn't. Things yeah. look mm -hmm. different for everyone. So no surrogacy journey is going to be the same. No adoption journey is going to be the same. And no relationship journey is going to be the same either. So whether it takes you guys like seven years to get married or two months to get married, if you put in the work, like it doesn't matter, you know, like you exactly. can make any situation work. The same things with surrogacy, adoption, just building your family. Yeah. It's different yeah. for every... And and when you guys, I mean, you're that, you're that young, was it like, oh, the only avenue we have is surrogacy or like, had you, cons like, what, what was the conversation like of like family building? Was it like, oh, well, surrogacy seems like our only option or like adoption or foster or what was that conversation like? You know, truthfully, I think in the beginning, we never actually considered adoption, fostering or anything like mm -hmm. that. And I mm -hmm. think honestly, it's probably because of number one um we don't hear nor learn a lot especially in our community on the on the black side but like mm -hmm. i feel like we didn't learn a whole lot about any of those methods surrogacy included but like i think also it was frowned upon as well a little bit to like you know like adopt a child because it's like well technically that child's not yours and like all of okay. these different yeah. like stereotypes that like people put against you and i think we never wanted again we were operating from like a problem solving perspective so it was like okay so what are people going to say what's like the things that we can anticipate so one of those things was probably like okay well are these children biologically yours so i think from our perspective we always operated wow. under the notion that we were going to do surrogacy because we never wanted to face those like those battles where we would have to like defend if we were to adopt a child yeah were they legitimately ours or not now we know that that's completely absurd. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, no matter how a family comes together, those are your children, no matter what, whether they're biologically related or whether you fostered or adopted them, it doesn't matter. Um, and it totally know, makes like, sense, though, in that situation of, like, before you come out, before you're married, you're both yeah. in college, and you're starting this discussion and kind of starting that path, um, yeah. not knowing exactly how your families are going to take it and kind of being in a more like vulnerable life position as yeah. far as yeah. stability goes. Yes. Um, no, that, that totally makes sense. And it completely changes like the outlook of how you start your family based off of yeah. those factors. And then I also feel like, you know, um, 
when you're that young too, you care so much about like what people think and what people are going yeah. to say. And nowadays, mm. like I could care less, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, especially like with regards to my family, because I've had to put up some very, very hard boundaries. And I just, I don't compromise on them anymore because I feel like life is already so hard. You know, like yeah. we already go through so much, especially being gay. So it's just like, we already go through so much, you know, in life itself. I literally do not have time to be concerned about which way I'm going to bring about one of the most happiest times in our lives because I'm trying to please someone else. Done with that. So it's like, you know, nowadays yes. I'm just like, it doesn't, it, I mm. hate that I even operated from that mindset. But again, I feel like while podcasts like this is so important because you get to see the the journey from so many different people and you've seen, or you get to see like what they've learned and what they've taken away from it. So that way people don't have to go through the same things. And so that people don't yeah. have to like encounter the same, you know, like, head traumas and mistakes and things like that you can operate because if i would have had this information back in 2015 when we were like really getting into this maybe i would have made a different decision and not gone through surrogacy maybe i would have adopted maybe i would have fostered you know mm -hmm. so hopefully 100%. with this new information that like people get the wide array of options that they can really explore and not have to be hyper fixated on one way right right exactly so you're just graduating college, buying a house, getting married. <laughs> and how did you navigate surrogacy with no like resources? You mentioned you were in, in like, <laughs> like, how does one even do that? Where did you start? You said something about agencies in Mexico. It's like, how yeah. did that? So here's the thing. Terrell and I have always been crafty. I like the news. Um, we worked full time through college. So we did not have wow. the traditional college experience that most people had. We worked our asses off. Um, and thankfully, we made good money in doing so, too. Um, but with that, it allowed us to be able to save a lot. It allowed us to be able to um, oh, smart. really yeah. get set up. So that way, when most people are coming out of college and they're like getting those first like entry level jobs and stuff, because we had worked um, and we and we worked in sales too, where it was like commission based and we just so happened to be really good at it. Um, and, you know, commission is like unlimited in some jobs. So it's just like you really it's the effort that you put in. So because we had done that through college, when we got out of college, we got to skip those entry level jobs and we were able to get better jobs. So that way, you know, we could afford a, a lot more. Um, so we didn't get like a starter home. Like we got like a home that, you know, most people were getting in like their 30s and 40s and stuff. Extremely smart. Yeah. Yes. So while this, we look back and we would never want our kids to have to work through college like we did, but it, it allowed us to be able to like start, you know, our journey a lot sooner. Um, but then when we looked at like options in Mexico, it was like, okay, like the total cost of surrogacy was like maybe like, um, on the cheapest end was like maybe 35 to 40k or something like that at the time and then I think 
um, on the higher end, I think it was like maybe 80. So Terrell doing his little calculations in his head, he's just like, mm. well, if we dedicate this much, you know, and we right. can do this, we'd have to pay this much a month. And I'm just like, Terrell, <laughs> I don't see how <laughs> the math ain't mathing for me. I'm just like, you know, because I'm trying to think of how I'm going to factor in getting to Dubai first class. And I'm trying to think, you know, yeah, right. how we going to be able to go shopping and all of this stuff. And, he's and this like, was like 2015. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's not gonna work. Um, but then we discovered being able to cut out a lot of the agency fees and just mm-hmm. doing it independently. Um, and then that's the route we ended up going. So we were able. Oh, so you guys to, went independent. Yes, we've okay. never. We've actually never gone through an agency. Crazy enough. We've wow. all of our journeys have been independent, which ooh, let me tell you, that's why I'm bald these days because it just it sucks the life <laughs> out of you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, um, because literally when and and I we've always been careful to not, you know, encourage people to just jump for the independent route to save mm-hmm. money um, because you financially while it may be a little bit more advantageous to people to go that route from a mental perspective, you are literally responsible for everything concerning that surrogate and that journey. And you have to think about it. If the surrogates having a bad day, there is no agency that kind of fields those things for you. There's no laws that, you know, kind of shield you and things like that literally it's a personal connection that you have with someone so if their car is breaking down and they're behind on their rent they lose their job all of these things like that you are responsible for not only figuring out the solution for it but then also you're responsible for the emotional toll that it takes on this surrogate as well because essentially everything's kind of like your fault and everything's your problem and you know i'm carrying your child so it was it was a lot to can't imagine deal with especially when you think about it being a 22 year old you know young person where it's just like you barely have yourself figured out and yet you're trying to figure out <laughs> life also for a surrogate for a, a child and you know you're trying to manage their family your family and it was it was just it was a lot i just like think the jump from college student to I'm going through the process of surrogacy independently. Yeah. Like you'll no have to agency. grow up fast. That yeah. is, that is a lot to take. I on. tell people all the time, surrogacy has humbled us in the most like heartbreaking and gut wrenching, but yet most loving way possible. Like I wouldn't, our journey probably is, was 10 times harder because just the route that we took to do it um and i feel like if we would have waited we would have saved ourselves a lot of heartache but um the one thing that i do not regret is is that i think the love that we've gotten out of this process for our children is what Mm -hmm. i'm most appreciative of because i think going through as much as we went through when they finally got here we were just, it was like a weight lifted and all we wanted to do was just like wrap our arms around them and just love them. And honestly, I don't know if that would have happened the way that it did 
right. if we had not gone through all of what we went through with this service. It was the the emotional like input kind of made the reward you yeah. know, exponentially uh, better or more rewarding or like yeah, it just it, you had devoted so much of yourself. Just extra special. It gives you a different perspective coming at it from a place of so much struggle, I think, through yeah. the process of whatever difficulties you guys faced through going through surrogacy. And then once you finally get to the point of holding your baby, it's kind of like, wow, you know, yeah, had to go through a lot to get there. So yeah. Did you use an IVF clinic in the state? No. Listen. Okay. So whoa. here's I'm whoa, 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 whoa. the details. <laughs> so my husband yes. is doing his little research and is on the Google and, and typing and all kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And he comes across this little product that's $80 and it's sold at CVS and it's called the Stork OTC. I don't even think oh. it's there in business anymore, but um, yeah, it was called the, the Stork. Stork. The Stork OTC. And so um, we, he was like, we were getting ready to write a check for like maybe $6,000 to do like IVF because at this point we found our first surrogate. Um, mm-hmm. and, and just to kind of connect the dots for people as well, we found our first surrogate through um, a surrogacy group chat oh, on wow. Facebook. Um, and so we connected with her. She was actually, um, trying to get information and research herself because she was thinking about becoming a surrogate because she was told that she would not have children on her own for, I forget whatever the reason was, but then she ended up getting pregnant naturally. And she felt like, well, I want to be able to help someone out because I was told that I would never have kids. And now I know what it's like to finally have children, but I'd like to give back in that way. So mm-hmm. we like connected and we ended up meeting, um, went through some evaluations that we had to pay for independently. Uh, but then we ended up getting the contract together. Boom. And now we're in the surrogacy journey. So um, once we actually um got into the process Tyrrell was just like oh my god i just found this product like what you know what if we like just tried this first before we wrote the check and i'm like okay like whatever (laughs) so we go and meet the surrogate and we're literally at like this hotel room so awkward oh my god and oh. we're just like, okay, so here we got to go and give the little, you know, deposit, the, the liquid uh-huh. gold. And so we did it, and she inseminated um, at home. And then we waited as we were getting ready. And I, I don't think I've ever told this, but as we were getting ready to, uh, she was trying to inseminate, she spilled it all. <gasps> and you, and if anyone knows, you know how there has to be like a save period before you actually give the deposit because you have to make sure that your sperm count is high. So we yeah, were like, yeah. girl, you did not just feel this. <laughs> yeah, you're like, so I've we been, had, we've been, <laughs> we've been holding out. <laughs> yeah. So, you're like, this so, is going to put us back a day or two. Or I'm a like, few girl, days. Maybe like you a did week not do this. So we literally walked around Walmart for like an hour. <laughs> just, just so sad. <laughs> Trying to recharge. And so we came <laughs> back and we did it again. 
Funny uh-huh. enough, during that first round, we inseminated three times based on our first, based on our daughter's uh, due date. The first night that she spilled it is the night she got pregnant. Really? Crazy enough. Yes. No so way. We ended up getting pregnant on the very first attempt of the very first cycle try. With the stork. Which is crazy. With how the did stork. You, how With did you... Did you just time her cycle? Yes. Yeah, so we were tracking like ovulation. You know, they sell like ovulation kits and all that stuff. So yeah. we tracked her ovulation and she literally like sent us a, um, hey, I'm ovulating. We kind of knew a time frame, but we didn't know when. And, you know, we had the peak window. So we were like, okay, um, she's going to be ovulating during this time. So we were kind of mentally preparing ourselves to get to her. But then she randomly like tested one night and she was just like, hey, I got a smiley face. And that's like, you know, you have a 20, I think 24 hour window to get to her before, you know, the peak ovulation. When it says that there's, yeah, okay. Right. So we literally dropped everything, rushed to her and she was like six almost seven hours away from us so and at this time you know we oh, spent wow. so much money with the house and surrogacy and all this stuff you know we weren't flying these days so we had to drive. <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so we had to drive and go to her um but we did that and so yeah it ended up working that very first night and on her first cycle so we were successful on the first attempt and we got all the way up to 20 weeks and we got well it was 19 weeks and six days and the reason that's important because the doctors would not do a single thing to intervene until the um baby was exactly 20 weeks at the time so one day one day short of them even trying to save her but we literally got a call in the middle of the night um and Tyrrell was actually, he had just gotten a promotion, so he was away and he was training. Um, and I was at home and um, I had actually decided to quit my job two months prior because just I was learning a lot about how corporate America works and I, yeah. I didn't agree with it. Um, so I'll just leave it at that. But then I decided to quit my job. And so I was actually out doing Uber at the time to make sure that we could pay for everything. And I was like Ubering literally all day to try and make as much as I could. So I remember getting a call from Terrell and he was literally hyperventilating. And I'm thinking that he was like trapped in a car. He had gotten in a car crash because he literally couldn't breathe. And my heart literally dropped. And I'm like, what is going on? And he said, "Um, we lost Aubrey. And so immediately, like, I feel this sense of relief because like, okay, he's okay. But I'm like, we lost Aubrey. I'm like, we just saw her two days ago. What do you mean? Like, we lost her. And I'm thinking like something, clearly he got something wrong. And he's like, um, I don't know, just like call the surrogate. And so I call her and she's on the phone crying. And I'm like, are you like, what's going on? And her fiance at the time tells us that, um, 
she had a miscarriage and she was mm. she felt like stomach pain. She decided to go and try to use it. And um, she just felt like a gush in her water broke. And so I literally dropped everything. I drive to go to her by myself. And I remember feeling so defeated, y'all, because I had to like pull over like three times because I kept falling asleep. And I just remember, I'll never forget that feeling because I just remember feeling like, you know, our daughter needs us and yeah. I can't even like stay awake, you know, to get to her. Um, but then um, yeah. eventually I get there and they say they find a heartbeat, which we're relieved, but she has no amniotic fluid around her and we essentially they told us that they're going to send us home and she has strict bed rest and the only thing that we can do is you know try to pump her with a whole bunch of fluids and hopefully like the amniotic sac will repair itself and the fluids will replenish but otherwise she's going to miscarriage and so Terrell finally drive from North Carolina, which was probably like 10, 11 hour drive. He finally oh gets there and um, he's like, so they just sent you home. And he was like, okay, we just, we're going to go get a second opinion. Went to the next hospital, sat in the emergency room for hours, finally begged someone to like get us back. They do. And the moment they checked, they were like, um, so we just checked and she's in the birth canal. Like we could see her feet immediately. So no. she was already in the process of passing. And so um, at this point they were just like, the only thing that we can do is hope that, you know, somehow her lungs are developed enough to know how to breathe on her. And so literally we just sat there and prayed and prayed and prayed and hoped for like the best outcome and they take her out and they put her same bed that normal babies are delivered on with the heater and stuff like that and um, unfortunately she was not alive um, mm -hmm. and that was just like probably the most um, heartbreaking thing that we have ever gone through and I remember being in before the actual when they said she was in the first canal that we were waiting i remember terrell and i just had to like get out of the hospital and we like we drove down the street to like an auto zone and we sat in the back of the parking lot and i remember being so terrified because again we were 22 years old at the time and i'm just like terrell like what if we just like go home like we could just go home and you know never look back and like we could just skip this part and he was like, no, we have to face it. And so we went back and that's what was waiting. Um, but again, I say all this to say because again, this journey has just been such a roller coaster for us that it just really makes us appreciate where we are today. And to be able to see our family finally come together because it's just, it's just been a rough ride. Um, I just can't imagine the emotional weight of that pursuing independently in the sense of like that call goes to you and then yeah after a day of I mean you worked all day and then now it's like you have to drive seven eight hours 
to then experience something like incredibly loss, dramatic yeah. and difficult that kind of loss i <laughs> it's wow yeah. difficult I mean, for anyone to rough. experience but like at, yeah and at such a young age too yeah uh, that's just that's a lot that yeah, you guys had to lot. go through but you know what i will say this i i like giving that part of it because i think it helps people outside of our community see the humanity and what we have to go through to become parents mm, because mm -hmm. there is a big opposition of people who feel like we are undeserving of parenthood and to experience right. that type of love and i just don't know what person would subject themselves to going through something so like heart-wrenching like that and you can look them squarely in the eye and tell them that you don't deserve to have yeah to have a family like love yeah i mean it's just absurd to me um but the other end of it is a very very promising like future and so um eventually we decided to try again and we went through a um, array of different emotions we didn't know how to just like one day go from expecting to just the next day just you wake up and it's just like you're not looking at right. the apps anymore you're not expecting a child anymore so like i was like crazy enough i'm the person who opposed you know surrogacy as much as i could with tarot but i was the person that was just like we have got to figure this out um right, so eventually right. we get back on the saddle we explored adoption we explored surrogacy again and um we ended up going through meeting a person who privately again <laughs> we ended up meeting a person who was like um she gave us this whole story about how she just delivered it was a baby already here um and it was like maybe 30 minutes from our house which was perfect oh wow we like met up several times prayed together like all of these different things on for this person to turn out to be an emotional scammer so <gasps> she didn't want money or anything but she literally just wanted someone to for that brief period of time, someone to just emotionally be there for her and to make her feel important and valuable. But the whole thing was made up. Made up, no what? baby. There was no nothing. baby. I've never no heard baby. of an emotional scammer. It is a thing, and it's a thing that happens a lot during um, the adoption thing, especially if you're doing it privately, but it can also happen through an agency as well. But anyway, um, I'm like, how evil? Like, what in the you world know, to do stuff thing like that but anyway how long did that we went, like how long did that interaction for like last? four days but oh that's a freaking roller coaster what? but Dude. when you think about it when you think about how quickly you know adoption can happen yeah where a, a mother goes to you know a hospital and she says hey i'm delivering this baby and i want to give it up for adoption people are reaching out every which way trying to figure out someone you know to adopt this child so we thought we had to move so quickly so and how did you get connected like, to this person it was um through an adoption um like matching website okay. yeah um but she like uh read like our profile and like all of these things and reached out after like four days and it was like four days of like us getting pictures us like Jeez. you know yeah um like just all kind of stuff anyway 
we get through that, meet another surrogate, and then um, that ended up not working after trying for a couple of months. And then we ended up finding the most amazing surrogate who was everything that we wanted in a surrogate, but he had the hardest time getting pregnant. Hmm. And so we just did not have the heart to tell her, hey, we're going to have to move on. Yeah. Essentially, we were just like, she's not going to get pregnant. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So we were like, okay, well, you know what? We're going to try one more time. But in our mind, knowing that it's not going to work, we were like, let's go and find another surrogate. Long story short, new surrogate comes in, gets pregnant immediately. It's <laughs> exactly what like we wanted old surrogate tells us um, that she indeed got a no. A few weeks later mm-hmm. calls us back and said that no was a false no. <gasps> that it was actually a positive. And here we are pregnant with two children who are five weeks apart. Oh <laughs> my god. So I've, I don't know if you've heard that story. Um, uh, but I have. Insane. I remember you guys telling that story. I don't remember where I heard it. But <laughs> everyone thinks that they're twins. Right, like they're most, not. They're but they're not. They're five weeks apart because the we siblings. thought we thought it was a no. We waited five weeks. We tried again, and both ended up being yeses. Isn't that crazy? Yes, it's amazing. So that's um, amazing. It's it's almost and it's it's such a beautiful story because uh, I feel like it was like God's way of you know mm-hmm. like you go through things in life because it's like you know you're supposed to condition yourself to be able to tackle the next thing but it was God's way of just kind of being like here you go for all of what you went through with yeah. your first daughter and it was a boy and a girl mm-hmm. um and it was crazy while they're not twins it's almost like they were because they were both in completely different areas of the United States. And both of them were born at 36 weeks. And our son Whoa. came first. And he, um, and traumatic enough, our surrogate calls us at four o'clock in the morning. And she's just like, I'm having pain, I'm having pain. And he comes and he's three pounds, 11 ounces. <gasps> and we were not expecting him to be that small. And then literally uh, yeah. five weeks later, our other surrogate calls and she's like, I slipped down the stairs and now I'm in the emergency room, like, and they're having to do an emergency C-section. Oh my God. And we're just like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. But she ended up being perfectly fine and perfectly healthy. Um, But yeah, so it's funny because while our son came first, he was technically supposed to be nine weeks ahead of her. And our daughter was like, nope, I'm going to come early, too. And we're still going to stay five weeks apart. <laughs> what was the emotion like when you both found out, like, that the other, the, the first surrogate, the first try was pregnant? You know you're pregnant with one. With one. And then the this, other one comes and then back the other and one comes back. the like, no was oh, yes. By the way, what was that emotion like when you're realizing, oh, my God, we're going to have two kids now? So I know most people will probably be really happy in that scenario. <laughs> I was like, 
I literally almost my pants <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, it's no way that I like, you know, ready for two kids. Like, you know, I, I, you just for years at this point, you've been thinking about, you know, your life with one kid and like being responsible for one kid is yeah. already hard enough, but two and then buying two of like everything and yeah. emotionally being ready to handle two kids, like it was a lot. Um, so I was, Tyrrell was like over the moon excited. Um, but I was like scared. You're thinking of the practicalities, like, okay, now we got to get another crib and all that, you know, oh like, God. <laughs> do we have a single stroller or a double stroller? Exactly. Like, what do we do here? It was, I was not prepared. I'll just say that. And, and I was not prepared. <laughs> so there's the finding out about that. And then there's the going to a hospital and bringing home a child. And then five weeks later, going to the hospital again and Out bringing of state. home another and it, or, child. Like, you said in two separate states, And right? how far, yeah, where were they yeah. Where were they born? Georgia and Michigan. Okay. Oh, my God. So and you guys were living in Atlanta. Completely north and south. Yeah. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. That is wild. So it was, it was just, it was, it was a lot. But, but I will say at that point, um, when our son, when we found out he was so small, I think every doubt that we had about what parenting was going to look like went out of the door because we just went into such like a, a fight and protection mode that we were just like, you know what? Like, it doesn't matter that we're nervous. It doesn't matter that, you know, we're, we don't have experience with kids or anything like that. Right. It was like our son needs us. And so um, all of that went out the window. And by the time our daughter came and she got here, we felt like we were pros at this point. Mm-hmm. You're um, just ready. And I'm, again, glad glad that it happened the way that it did because I feel like, again, I'm very thankful that we were not nervous in that sense because I feel like we were just so ready at that point when our son was born and he was so small. And most people are kind of like, afraid to handle a baby that's like so small and i was like i'm getting in there Mm -hmm. like whatever needs to be done we just have to figure it out because you know like he needs us at three and a half pounds was there a stay in the nicu with with that or how how long did you spend in the hospital so because he was born at 36 weeks um we only had to he didn't have to stay very long we stayed 12 days oh okay um and it was literally just to most of it was a precaution more than anything um but he had to learn how to like feed and stuff but he got it really really quick good but it was literally the first like four or five days was really just because they were being more cautious about his size more than anything but our little guy was just like i don't need none of this stuff take that breathing tube out like, I don't need that. Let's, go home. <laughs> let's go so both okay. of these routes were through he was ready to go traditional surrogacy correct yes. in the sense of like you have the gestational carrier is the same person yes. as the egg donor yeah so then that so that's the difference between traditional surrogacy and then like gestational carrier um is that the woman who carried um, both of your children were the was the biological uh, other other part, correct? Yes. So the and I will say the one thing that um, is difficult about that process, while it's easier in terms of like you don't have to go through mm. 
you know, an egg transfer and our embryo transfer and like all of those different things, it eliminates a lot of those steps. So in my mind, it's like as close to the regular right. way of, you know, getting pregnant as possible. But then in the end, there's rights to be terminated. Yeah. And that okay. gets a little bit tricky um, because it well, depending on the state that you're in. Um, it gets a little bit tricky because, you know, after someone gives birth, there's a lot of emotion yeah. that comes out. And there's a lot of, you know, how do you navigate? Do you allow them to be able to see, you know, the child? Do you allow them to hold and all of these things because you, you worry about, you know, bonding happening mm -hmm. and what if they change their mind and all of these things. Um, but luckily, we've been very blessed to be able to meet people who are uh, giving enough to be able to say, hey, even though this is biologically my child, an acute child, I must add. Yeah. Um, and they're perfect. You know, I, right, I'm still in agreement with our plan to that this is your baby and that, um, you know, I know what I need to do in terms of my rights and things like that. And they've been super supportive of the original plan from the beginning. So thankfully, we've not had scary moment where someone's tried to like you know fight us mm, for rights mm -hmm. or anything like that but that's also one of the downsides in my opinion to traditional surrogacy because it is an extra layer of worry that you have to carry around and then depend again depending upon the state that you're in um it's if there's a period of time in which you have to wait and it's after birth you can't do it beforehand okay um so there's a period of time in which you know, a surrogate has to change her mind and then you have to have legal counsel to explicitly say, hey, you do realize that this is half your child. You can still parent and you have this window of time to change your mind. And so it's like you're kind of walking on eggshells yeah. for that duration of time and, you know, trying to wonder, is this person going to change their mind? Like, what's this going to look like? So with this route of traditional surrogacy, depending on the state, you cannot terminate those rights prior to birth. It's like you can put up all the legal stuff that, that you can that's possible yep. beforehand mm -hmm. and kind of put everything into place. And then, but, but terminating those rights has to happen after birth and there's a waiting period they can, and they can definitely change their mind that. Absolutely. So scary. you can get, um, you can get like a pre-birth order you can get like a um, power of attorney beforehand. You can do like a surrender of rights if you use an agency um, technically beforehand. But excuse me, nothing is set in stone until the judge signs off on it. And any time before that period happens, while you've done all the legal paperwork and all of these different things, before the judge actually signs on the dotted line, uh, it's not final. And so they could come back and decide to change their minds. And, you know, depending on the state that you're in, you can get, you can add more layers to it that makes it harder mm -hmm. for them to change their mind before if they do like a lot of paperwork beforehand. But um, in some states, it's just nothing that you can do. You can get all the paperwork you want signed. But at the end of the day, there are some states that are just like, well, she's the mother of this child, and I would prefer the mother of the child to raise the child if they want to be involved. They're called mother states. Um, but it's 
kind of just you know the thing that we have to deal with but again we've just been very fortunate in our situation to not yeah. have to have had to do is with that it. waiting period have i read that it's like is it like 72 hours or something like three days they have sort of to yep. kind of like um, some states are different some states are three weeks some wow. states are a few hours um, some states are like five days um it just it really every state's different and then every state is that's why we've been so because we've not really talked about the intricacies of like our journey on our platforms just because i never want to like ill-advise someone or have someone try to take my story Mm -hmm. and go try to reduplicate it right it's really dependent upon where you are and what process you've done because traditional surrogacy change it changes it whether you've had an agency or not changes it um whether um, the state addresses specific parts of surrogacy in your state changes a lot of things as well. Um, so it's not just as cut and dry as we would all like for it to be. Um, it, but again, if you go through an agency, they kind of take care of all of that stuff. So because we've gone independent, we've really had to almost become attorney. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's um, the legal is so much. To like learn what's legal and what's not legal. And so when, when your babies were born, were you both, I, I'm assuming you both weren't able to be put onto the birth certificate. The birth mother was on the birth certificate in one of you. And then yep. Yep. would the other one of you, did you guys like do a legal process of adoption um, yep, okay. we have to do a second, uh, second parent adoption, and so um, once the rights were officially terminated, um, in some states you can do them simultaneously. Oh, that's at the same good. Time, but, okay. Um, once the rights were officially terminated, um, we were able to do a second parent adoption, and that was clear focus, main focus from the very beginning, so that we both could be on the birth certificates and that there would be no question as to who was the parent of this child, but we would both be recognized as legal parents and not a guardian or anything like that, but legal parents of our children. You graduated, you got your house, you explored surrogacy, had some pitfalls. Now you have two babies in your hands. Are you out yet? Are you like, <laughs> do your parents know you're gay? Oh my God. Yeah, is, we never covered what that. What is the take <laughs> home? You, you're taking these babies home. Does anybody know that you guys were pregnant? Do your parents like, have an Instagram? Like, <laughs> I, is it, is it like a surprise? Is it like happy? Like, what like happened? <laughs> what happened? Life is, life is good now, but yes. So we came out, um, ter- well, I was already out. Let's be clear. Yeah. I was already, I didn't have those problems. Um, Carol came out officially in, to, to his mom his senior year of college. Okay. And then to the rest of his family, um, he actually came out at the same time we announced that we were having our daughter, mm. our first daughter. Wow. So the one we had the sure. with. So what happened was, oh, I didn't even say this part, but anyway, what happened was, we Terrell reached out to the stork and said, Oh my God, I cannot believe this saved us so much money. Like you guys are amazing, blah blah blah. Stork reaches back out and they're like, Oh my God, we never even thought to market this product to the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. Would you guys be willing to talk about it? 
And so talking about it led to a Wall Street Journal article oh, where wow. they talked about infertility, but they included us. And no one, a lot of people don't know this, but that's where we went viral from. And it was in a negative way. We went viral because there were so many people who read that article and who were pissed that we were included in it because we weren't experiencing infertility. We cannot physically have children together. And so they were like going at us and like the comments and stuff and Terrell read it and he got so angry. He made a public Facebook post that also went viral Okay, and he addressed it and was just like, I'm never going to be ashamed of like, you know, wanting a family and being with my husband and we're going to be amazing parents and all of these things. And that was also his coming out post because that's when the family found out that we were together and that we were expecting and all of these what are your thoughts on that with i don't know all these people coming at you guys about infertility and you know wall street journal including you on the article of struggling with infertility as a gay couple what are your thoughts on that like as a gay couple can can we also also claim um struggling with infertility and not being able to have biological children together. I think there two things can exist at one time. I don't think that if it were me and I don't want to diminish anyone else's viewpoint of it because their viewpoint is valid. What I would never do is if I didn't agree with something in an article that was focused on infertility because you guys technically aren't experiencing infertility, I could have that thought without bashing you Mm -hmm. and without even vocalizing it. And I think that people need to, in the world in general, people need to understand that we can have disagreements with people without putting people down. Yeah, I could care less whether you agree that you know same-sex marriage is okay i could care less if you agree or disagree that you know we should be parents or not that's your own personal views and it should have no bearing on my personal views but when you then start to take your personal views to put me down and to make me feel bad about my views that's where i get toxic so personally i don't think that wall street journal was um, incorrect in including us on um, on the the article simply because they were talking about the bigger picture mm-hmm. with getting pregnant and trying to conceive via their device. It just so happened to be labeled as infertility, and they included all straight couples with us included as the main, I guess part of the article um so i don't disagree with them for adding it i just disagree with the people that literally bashed us and i and i would be i would love to one day see some of those people because i will never forget some of those comments and the people that said them and i have screenshots of it too but i i would love to see those people see us today and to see if their opinions and and their um, viewpoints have changed. Yeah. Because some people just said some of the most like disgusting and like vile things to us and it was just so like unnecessary and so unprovoked. And the crazy thing is, is what people don't realize too is when you spew hate like that, usually the opposite happens, especially on social media because you're engaging with it so much, it's going to make you see it more 
And then also, um, it usually helps the person that you're trying to be so mean to, to, because that's exactly what happened. We ended up going viral from it and being able to create a whole career on right. social media because of that yeah. article. So, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? right? <laughs> I think in your face. I think we talked about that a lot with like YouTube can be like particularly oh my god vitriolic, mm. and I think yes. a lot of times, um, you know, if people are maybe starting something new or they're like um, diving into social media for the first time and they're like they're like getting these comments of like people that with like no faces or like the little green or the little gray egg or whatever on Twitter, right? And they're just saying the most like awful things. Yeah. It's like the best thing you can yeah. do is just say, thanks for the engagement and like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like just move on, right? It's like, you know, if you want to put all these oh comments on here, oddly enough that's going to help promote this and hopefully more people who it will benefit uh will see but i it. also really like that we'll see it. yeah i really like that point that you're bringing up with the commentary on the wall street journal article and everything because it does like highlight how the viewpoints of lgbtq families is shifting and continuing to shift continuing to shift um i think there's been this outlook on lgbtq families that like we're undeserving of families or that we're so different from normal society that like the way that we can have families or the way that we can form our families needs to look different from the way other people form their families. And I think it's bogus Mm -hmm. to put LGBTQ people in a box and say like, you can have a family this way and you can't have a family that way. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. telling anyone how they should form their family or, or what they can and can't do. So just being able to like recognize that um, just because when you have two men together and one of them doesn't have a uterus, that doesn't mean they don't struggle with infertility. They right. still yeah. have the desire to have biological children. Well, and if anybody has followed your guys's story and seen the life that you've given your kids, I don't think anybody can argue that lgbtq people aren't deserving of being parents like it's like so unreasonable to not to like just assume something instead of like seeing somebody's story looking at how invested they are in being parents and appreciating like all the hurdles that you have to go through and just like how emotionally invested that makes you and like the motivation that that pushes you forward with to like to like I mean, it sucks that you have to prove them wrong or, you know, or you're like, maybe that. Don't have entered, to prove them wrong. You don't have to prove them wrong, but of, you know, but you're like, you kind of have that. It just sucks to it. You don't have that in the back of your head if you're in a heterosexual couple necessarily, right? Like, no, no one's like, ooh, yeah. I don't think you can be parents. You know, like you just, you, you two yeah. can make a baby together. And then we are assuming that you're going to be good parents because of your biology. And that is like not the case at all. So anyways, I just. I'm so glad. Oh my God. And then let's like, that's such a, oh, such mm-hmm. a good point. Because, and then also what people don't realize too is on the back end of it, even if you're biologically related to the child because it's labeled surrogacy, you still have to prove to the government that you're fit to be a parent, mm. to do the second parent adoption, depending on the state that you're in. And so, like, we've even had to do home studies. <gasps> really? Wow. Yes. The state will send someone to your house to evaluate mentally 
and if your environment is good enough for to to be parents and i'm just like i this process that's why i say it, it literally takes a lot out of you because i'm just like there are some parents who go to these hospitals and they deliver these kids and these kids are like on drugs and you know like it's just the worst like situations ever and once they're discharged no one's like following up with them no one's ensuring that the well-being of these children is being protected but yet because i decided to do surrogacy i have to then be put through all of these extra hoops i have to pay all of this extra money to have the government deem me important or not important but have the government deem me fit enough to be a parent and i just think it's just the most absurd thing ever especially if technically i'm biologically the child's parent what difference does it make if i'm married who is adopting the child it's wow y'all the the amount of fbi background checks that i've had really is just (laughs) absurd to me you're like you're like can you just refer to the one three months ago when you like check me out then like i haven't done anything wrong crazy wow um but it's it's again and i divulge this information um just simply because i think it is just so important for for like us to just do the work to get beyond just like because it's nothing but just the mindset of thinking that oh well these because you remember back in the days these people used to think that we were mentally challenged mm-hmm. oh my god we were lgbtq yeah so I feel like that's still like particles of those of, of those, that thinking yeah. that we need to make sure that these people are fit are actually enough fit to, be, to parents. be parents. And that's why we have to go through. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's it's just absurd to me that we love our kids so much and, and, and it's not a knock to anyone else, but you know, like one of the things and, and we try our best not to, you know, to be very humble, but I will say that our children are, if we, Terrell and I, passed away today, thank God our children will be set until the age of 35 years old without having to lift a finger. And I feel like we've worked so hard and have loved them so much and have given them every opportunity to be amazing in life, to still have to be determined worthy to be parents is like the ultimate Absolutely, yeah. That's like crazy to me. Like it's it's insane and, and it makes me have so much love and respect for people in our community who have to constantly prove that we're worthy to be parents and to not only be to prove it, but then you have to make the amount of money. You have to have the, the, the correct home and you have yeah. to be at a certain place in life to even be able to do it in the beginning. It just shows how amazing people in our community are yeah i, I feel inspired just listening to uh, you i know like, honestly i can uh, just listen to you all day it's so full now <laughs> my heart is so full is, yeah seriously <laughs> um well what words of advice would you give others who are looking at I, I mean let's say like particularly those who are looking at pursuing surrogacy independently um if somebody was looking at their options there what what would you tell them? I would say do not um, do not allow yourself 
to dissuade any direction. Only you know what um, feels right to you and only you know what you can handle. So it's important to know that no matter which route you go, it's going to be a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's just the facts. No matter if you have a successful attempt on the first try and you make it all the way through to having a healthy baby at home, it's still a lot to go through this journey. Um, but just don't allow anyone to make you feel any type of way, one way or the other, about the the choice to do it. And just be brave in doing it too, because I feel like, and that sounds so like cliche and I hate, but it's so true though. Just like we had to be so brave through this process. And I can't even believe that we've been doing surrogacy for like literally nine years now. But I'm just like, you know, if it's taught us anything, it's, it's just taught us to just be unapologetically brave and, and to advocate for people in our community and, you know, just to really do what we feel is best for us and not worry about any like outside influence whatsoever. Family, friends, um, like whether you're doing it like as a single person, like whatever, just be true to what you know you can handle and what you can't handle and everything else will work itself out. Yeah. And it's never too early to start. It's never too late to start. <laughs> never too early. Never, never too, too early. early. Again, don't let anyone's opinion yeah. tell you, you know, only you only you know your finances, only you and your pocketbook. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like you you know <laughs> only you know what you can handle and what you can't handle. So it's just like as long as you're being true to yourself and like what your mental capacity is this process will be a lot more enjoyable for you, but you just have to be real and knowing that when you embark on a surrogacy journey, that it's going to be a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, um, we chatted a little bit before we started recording. I wasn't sure if there was anything that you wanted to uh, include from that, or if there was any part of those announcements that you wanted to include? I will say this. We, um, we will be coming out with um, a more in-depth um, explanation of our journey to make sure that people who really want to learn from us can, can do so in a way, that, um, in a way that's going to take you on a, a literal emotional roller coaster and um i'm really looking forward to getting to share that uh soon yes. with everyone um and especially you guys um but yeah you have to stay tuned yeah. for a lot of the amazing things that we have they're not out. done yet uh, i cannot wait <laughs> i am very excited <laughs> me too yeah i know i can't wait um you got me hooked you got me hooked <laughs> okay well unless there's anything else like you know you want to add i'm just so thankful for your time thank you so much for being here um, yeah we know thank that you, you guys are you guys so are busy uh right now and there's a lot going on a lot of moving parts um all to be discussed at a later time and i just love yeah. all of this information that i have learned about yes. independent surrogacy and your guys's journey it just it's it's brought a lot of value and i feel yeah like i am in a much better place of knowing more about 
just surrogacy and the paths to 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 parenthood in general after this conversation so thank you so much for sharing all this knowledge with us of course thank you guys for having me i appreciate it and i look forward to getting to see your platform grow and to listen in on the episodes and learn more myself too because while people think i'm the expert i'm like really not (laughs) we can all learn and grow from each other so i'm looking forward to getting to hear more episodes and getting to experience the podcast more too and congratulations thank you yeah thank you oh my goodness wow i um it's so amazing and bizarre um just like reflecting on our social media like journey and how these people that we've seen and i've looked up to and i've listened to their stories for so long um but that was the first time that we were ever able Actually, to sit down and like and talking and to talk yeah and, like, we followed them for years yeah but and i we still never, didn't like, know half of that stuff I, oh my god no i didn't know most of it and it's just so humbling to listen to of like yeah. where they've been where where they came from where they started their journey and where they're at now 21 years old i yeah can't it's insane even fathom like because I met you at, when I was 22. I was 24 when I met you. I can't. So yeah, I'm a little bit speechless. I know. I am. Um, I think we're both just like exasperated at like how amazing that story. My brain's is. going like 100 miles a minute. But how much just like sheer work um, that that they've put into um, one their life, uh, just like being able to grow up so fast and coordinate um all these major yeah. life events of graduating getting a house getting married and all I, the things. I think like a really good take home with this is with independent surrogacy the way that they pursued it they really were responsible for the brunt of it and they took that responsibility seriously and they did a lot of research and it took it took a long time it still took a very long time for them to get to the point of having a baby and they had to go through god knows what kind of emotional turmoil through that so i can't really like compare you know how much you can pay for regular surrogacy versus going independent right because you can still do traditional so they did traditional surrogacy Mm -hmm. right and you could do ivf but then do the surrogacy process traditionally as well but they sort of did like a traditional surrogate and independent surrogacy and then yeah compared to you know the middle ground of doing the ivf clinic embryo transfer gestational carrier and then you know handling the surrogacy contracts on your own versus then having ivf yeah i just have the take home of like all of that emotional pressure and turmoil that can come with it just navigating all the legalese of everything like he said he's like they, we had to basically become lawyers and, and we, which is true like that's so much a part of this process up and until I, the point until like three days after birth are they not like given the rights to right the baby and still in like the eyes of the government that baby could very you know it, it's not guaranteed that they're gonna have yeah. the baby it's up to the birth mom so it, it really yeah wow Oof. there's a lot <laughs> that's the episode that is the episode (laughs) thank you so much for listening and make sure to 
Leave a comment. Leave them some love. Give them some great comments. Oh, my God. Yeah. Before right? I forget. Holy crap. Go to Terrell and Jarius's profile. Follow them on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe. All of it. They have such great content. And they give us laughs every day with their family stuff. So, And they have a lot of exciting stuff coming out soon, uh, like yeah. Jarius mentioned. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. For more of what we're up to on the day-to-day, follow us on TikTok and Instagram as well. At Michael and Matt. Leave a review. Five stars. We love it. We heard it helps a lot on the podcast sphere. So thank you. Send this to all of your friends. Airdrop us to the entire (laughs) plane that you're on. Okay, we're done. Close out, Michael. (laughs) All right. As always, thank you for listening. And until next time, Daddy's Daddy's out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.